Welcome to the Weight Loss for Women podcast, a place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can eat more, train less, and lose weight in a healthy and sustainable way. I'm Kitty Bloomfield, co-founder of New Strength and Saturated, creator of pro-metabolic food supplements and seriously saturated skincare. And today I'm joined by my co-founder and co-host, Craig McDonald, to talk about why we fucking hate keto. Hate's I a just, strong word. I had to say fucking hate too because yeah. it's terrible. Mm. Why is it so terrible? It's terrible because you can't eat carbs. Yeah. I mean, carbs are amazing. <laughs> carbs bring so much joy to my life. Yeah. Well, Every day when I drink my coffee with maple syrup and milk, drink my orange juice, eat my sourdough bread, my potatoes, it's amazing. It is. Especially when you say it in that voice. Oh, yeah. God, this is all just so amazing. It's true. It's true. Yeah, every day, I, Craig's like, I'm sick of hearing you telling me how you love orange juice so much. Yeah. Every day I'm like, this is so amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's just every, the small things. Absolutely. Yeah. Every, every morning you will comment on your breakfast or and my coffee, yeah, like, my oh, sourdough bread with the raspberry jam and butter. I just love butter. that it's springtime now and the oranges are more. They're not as anymore. <laughs> I just love oranges. Oh, God. <laughs> It's true though. It is. Carbs it is. bring so much joy to my life. And I think that so many women have killed themselves trying to lose weight and get healthy mm-hmm. doing keto. And it's just, you know, I flat out say that it's not a good diet for no. women. It's not. It's not a great way to lose weight. It's not a good way to get healthy. You just don't need to do it. Exactly. So let's define what that is. Well, what so, is keto? Yeah. So, so keto is a... Moderate protein, high fat, low or zero carb diet um, that essentially puts you into a state of ketosis where your body is usually in fat for fuel instead of carbohydrates. Um, and when you sort of say it like that, you're like, oh, if I've got fat to lose or use, use fat for fuel, absolutely burn through fat. But I'm like, that's actually not, it, it, when you say it like that, it sounds good. But in how it actually works, you're really not burning that much fat if you consume more fat more dietary fat you'll burn more fat as a result if you if you uh consume less fat you'll burn less fat but what we're actually looking at is at the end of the day in order to lose body fat sustainably and certainly over amount your body weight coming down it's about being in a calorie deficit yeah and you can be in a calorie deficit without Cutting out entire macronutrients. Yeah, carbohydrates. So, but the the, the thing from a, the, the ketogenic perspective, it's it's quite easy for a lot of people to implement if you want to be a lazy fucker and not actually learn anything. It's just like, well, what do I need to do to be in ketosis? Like, well, just don't eat carbs. Eat more fat, eat more protein. There are a bit more satiating foods there, so that's why people initially can kind of stick to it. But the thing is, is like you just don't eat carbohydrates. Now, if you're eating 200 grams of carbohydrates a day, that's 800 calories that you literally drop out of your diet overnight. So naturally, people are going to see quick weight loss. And they, right? like, obviously, glycogen holds water glycogen, in the muscles. So water, they think, yeah. oh, yes, I've lost, like, two kilos. I'm like, we haven't really. Yeah, yeah. You've just lost water. Yeah, you've, you might have, like, like, over a week, it's just like you might have lost some fat, obviously, because you're mm. in a massive caloric deficit. But also a lot of that weight loss is going to be, yeah, just water and glycogen in the moment you eat any kind of carbohydrates, that's just going to come back on. So obviously it puts you into a severe caloric deficit, but anything severe, as we know, any extreme dieting um, method, you know, for every give me, there's a gotcha, as Brandon would say, right? It's, it's, it's you, you, you're, you're doing something so extreme, but, you know, as you said at the start, it's just like all the foods that you listed out, the orange juice and the maple syrup and the potatoes and the orange, like all the fruit, 
no, everyone loves those foods, right? There's very few people that could say, yeah, I don't like any of those I, foods. I hate sourdough bread. Yeah. With a passion. <laughs> yeah. Says, says nobody, no one ever. Nobody yeah. ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you put the pate and the marmalade on it or oh, you put some so amazing. cheese. Yeah, so, you know, it, it's, it's basically a, a, a severe form of dieting restriction or, or just nutrient restriction in order to, to achieve a result that, that can be done in a much less stressful way, right? So here's the other part. Like we won't go too much into physiology, but basically what we need to understand, and I think this is where a lot of the keto people kind of get sucked into the dogma that, that carbohydrates aren't essential, right? We, a protein is Well, that is technically true, isn't it? Well, it's technically true. Like you can survive without carbohydrates. Yes. But yeah. wouldn't you rather thrive? Yeah. You know, and, and <laughs> I don't that, want to just fucking survive. No, this is right. And, and, and it's funny, like over the years, I've heard people use different um, examples of why. And they're like, well, look at Eskimos. They're, you know, that, they, they live uh, in the snow and they're, you know, they, they, they only eat fucking fish scales and whale Does blubber. Does it look like it's fucking snowing here? Do we look like we're living in fucking igloos? Well, the, the thing is, I'm like, well, it's a poor example because there's like fucking 30 Eskimos and they're all ugly as fuck and they have no teeth. Like, I'm like, that is a poor example. That, that what they're doing, they're in, in a... They're surviving. Well, they're, they're in, a, in a particular place where that's all they have. If you move them to the fucking equator, they would all start <laughs> eating fruit and all the stuff that we eat and they'd be like, oh my God, this is delicious. Like, it's just a really fucking poor example. So it's like, you know, when we actually think about, you know, from that physiological perspective, yes, if you don't consume carbohydrates, the, the, the reality is your body's primary fuel source is carbohydrates, is glucose. Like anyone who tries to dispute that is ignoring basic biology. Like that's just how us as it's human fact. beings, it's what it is yep. at a cellular level. Our your body doesn't run differently, but Kitty, my body runs differently to everyone's. I'm like, no, it doesn't. No. Well, it <laughs> at will, a basic level. Yeah. It, and, and, and a lot of people that have done ketogenic for a long time, is like, oh, I'm, I'm a burner, you know, like I run off fat for fuel. And I'm like, well, it's because your body's adapted to that, mm. right? And there, there was an example of the, um, I think it was Broderick who was talking about it, and he was just like, you know, uh, the, the, the Nazis would use um oil to fuel their war machine back in the in the 1940s and then the americans finally bombed all their oil fields in romania and they were like shit what do we do now and they converted to using coal for all their fuel now it wasn't an efficient fuel source by any means they had a lot more breakdowns but it still got the job done would they have preferred to just continue using oil to fuel everything efficiently absolutely it would, would have been the preferred time. It's exactly mm. the same thing here. Your body prefers carbohydrates. Your brain uses up to 100 grams of carbohydrates today just to do all the things that it needs to do. And while people will kind of make the argument of like, yeah, but I've been eating carbohydrates and I function just fine. I'm like, yes, because what's happening is your body's going through a process called gluconeogenesis where essentially it's converting your amino acids from your tissues in order to make pseudo carbohydrates. So basically what happens is if you stop consuming carbohydrates, once your liver runs out of liver glycogen, your uh, adrenal gland or your, your pituitary gland will send a message to the adrenal glands. And your muscles, yeah. To, to, to you store the glycogen in your muscles, Glycogen in right? your muscles, yep. yep. Um, so, so essentially after a workout, if you've done a, a, a hard lifting workout, you mm. would have... You've got no backup fuel left. You've got no backup fuel, yes. So you don't drop dead. 
You don't drop you dead. You don't drop dead. You Somehow do. your body has can, yes. can make fuel. Yes, it will, it will go through this process. So your pituitary will go, all right, we've got no carbohydrates. I'm going to send a signal down to the adrenals. Hey, let's release more cortisol and adrenaline. Cortisol and adrenaline will come out and go, right, let's go out and do our job and start leaching carbohydrates from the amino acids in our tissues. Now, that is muscle tissue. Organs are also muscle tissues as well. Thymus. So, so yeah, so yeah. that's what I was going to say. One of the Skin. first tissues that gets attacked is your thymus gland. So if you don't know what the thymus is responsible for, it is responsible for your immune system. If it starts to shrink, your immune system starts to go down. And this is generally why you see people who are on the ketogenic, ketogenic diet for extended periods of time will start to suffer from a lot of different immune issues, mm. thyroid issues particularly. Now, the thyroid is the next gland that it will go after. So as your thyroid starts to shrink, obviously your ability to you know, run in a, in a non-stressed state from the thyroid being kind of running the show, that will start to be attacked. Then obviously it will move to other areas. So like your, uh, your liver's ability to actually convert thyroid hormone mm, you to, need, to you T3. Need glucose. You need T4 glucose to, to do T3, that. Yeah. yeah. So you, you need that, that process to happen. So nothing's for free. We've got to remember nothing in the body, nothing in the world, nothing happens for free. Everything comes at a cost. So if, you're, if your liver's not having that uh, ability or that energy availability to then convert T4, the inactive thyroid hormone, to T3 and then get distributed to your tissues, then all of a sudden you're not making any of your protective steroid hormones because you need T3 in order to do that. Which for women, I think, you know, we see so many women, I was one of them, who mm -hmm. had all of these hormonal imbalances. So it shows up as irregular and painful periods, miscarriages, yes. polyps, yes. you know, heavy periods, PMS, yeah, cramping, yep. you know, all these these hormonal issues issues yeah. for women, sleep issues yep. too, you yep. know, yeah. binge eating. Yeah. Jesus, like. Yeah. Well, that's that's the thing. Like when you're, when you're out of liver glycogen and you're not controlling your blood sugar and you start getting more cravings, it's. Sugar. It, yeah. And, and, and yes. that's that's another point. Like a lot of the, the keto guys will like to get on the bandwagon. They're like, sugar is white poison. How? Uh, yeah. How, how is it poison? Like, Tell me. Like, like if sugar was poison, we would be dead. We've been eating white sugar for, like, we, we don't eat cups and cups of white sugar, but no. we have sugar from fruit, nutrient-dense sources. We also have some white sugar in our diet. So if yeah. sugar was poison, yeah. Yeah, we would be dead. Sugar is your sucrose, which is fructose and glucose molecules, right? Where does that come from? It comes from a fucking cane plant right. that's green. Whoa, it's green. So it, it's, it goes through a process to be broken down, but they're always – remember when we interviewed that guy who worked at a sugar mill? Oh, yeah. He was, he was yep. there and we were talking about him and we're, and we're like, oh, you're here. Like, like how does this process go? And he broke down the process of, you know, when they, they get the, the – How they extract it. They extract yeah. it and it goes through a process. He's like, we heat it and then, you know, it was, yeah. it, it was all – and I was like, oh, so is there any bleach used to turn <laughs> it white? And he was like, no, of course not. <laughs> He's just like, it comes out crystallized and that's just the color it is like, once it goes through the process. He's just like... All it this wasn't stuff. he saying too that brown sugar, they actually add stuff back in yes, to make brown to make, sugar. to make brown sugar. Yeah, yeah or, or yeah. natural, raw sugar. Raw sugar. It's not like that. They yeah. actually add it back in, which is so interesting. Yeah. 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 So... Just funny people, like, but it's all like that Robert Lustig, all the, I think that's when it all started with the, with the fructose, those studies he did on rats, but he fed yeah. them like a million times the amount that... That you would get you in nature eat, anyway. Yeah, yeah and yeah, I think yeah. rats don't, they convert fructose to like, I couldn't remember, Kate was telling me about the study, but it's just, mm. you know, it's not. Yeah, well, they, he'd already done all the damage by mm. putting out all those studies mm. and getting a lot of the, the, the food groups onto it. And, you know, yeah. it was their way of basically demonising, 
you know, to, to, to sell more processed yeah. foods now. Because it's not – I think the issue isn't sugar itself. It's what it's delivered with. Yes. So, like, exactly if you're right. – obviously, it would be silly to eat – get all of your carbohydrates from plain white sugar because it doesn't have any nutrients. But yeah. you want to get sugar in fruit, in honey, in dairy, in mm. root vegetables because it comes with nutrients and yes. other things like fiber and yeah. – um, but. Also, having some white sugar in a nutrient-dense diet is also fine. You yeah, know, like I have absolutely. some sugar in my coffee. I have ice cream at night, which has sugar in it. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's not it's, poison. It's like when you look at the rest of your diet and, and we, we put it into our app and we can kind of see like the breakdown of it. It's just like you're not nutrient deficient in anything. And this is, this is where it, what it, everything's coming back to from a nutritional standpoint is you want to be eating foods that have high bioavailability bio and digestibility. So what does, just for the people that don't know what bioavailability means? Yeah, so, so when we think about, say, like, like proteins, for example, like mm -hmm. red meat's demonized because it does all of these things. But when you actually look at the breakdown, and anyone can do this, they go into Google, what, what's the, the, the nutrient breakdown of red meat, for example? And you got like all your B vitamins, you know, like your zinc, you know, small amounts of copper, or like all of these things that, that the body needs. It's in such a bioavailable form that basically when you consume it, you're going to get a massive percentage of those actual vitamins. So it's how easily your body can absorb break down it. and absorb the but nutrients. Exactly. Okay, got exactly it. Yep, yep, right. Yep. So um, when you're, you're, you're eating foods, you want to be finding foods that, that have a high bioavailability and have a really high nutrient uptake. And like, you know, like I... I've often done this with clients. I'm like, look, I, I like you to eat red meat. Some people are like, gee, oh, I don't like your red meat or whatever. And I'm like, look, when we just do a comparison, again, you can do this on Google, compare red meat to, 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 to chicken, right? In terms of like the nutrient availability, red meat's just higher. Now, of course you can have chicken. I'm not saying that's not a good choice. Yeah. But if we, again, if we're just trying to be optimal, we want to look at foods that have a high viability plus a really high amount of nutrients, nutrients vitamins yeah. and minerals. So if you look at it that from that point first... And then find all of those foods from protein, carbs, and fats, all of those foods that you would actually enjoy to eat, then all of a sudden you're eating a nutrient-rich diet that you can then add in some white sugar. Yeah, it's not going to be it's it's not not a gonna, problem. It's not if, you're eating, if you're eating like junk food, you know, yeah. a lot of junk food that's actually higher in fat, vegetable oils. Yes. And, you know, like it's not the white sugar. There's actually not a yeah. lot of white sugar. It might be high fructose corn syrup. There is sugar, but it's mm. it's not the sugar that's the issue. No, it's the, it's, yeah, it's the yeah. fat. It's the polyunsaturated fats. That's, it's and, all, it's and the it's lack of low nutrients. Protein, low fiber. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's so funny how people just demonize yeah. uh, sugar. What was the other thing I was going to say about the keto? Um, I think too, you know, like they, like, you know, they it wastes, they waste magnesium and salt. Yes. You know, they have to heavily supplement yep. those Absolutely. minerals because mm -hmm. their body's just wasting them because they're in such a stressed state. Yeah, and calcium as well. Like mm. You're just not getting enough uh, calcium, which, again, if we kind of look at it from a point of um, – you know, say if, you, if you're getting sunlight every day, you know, you're mm. trying to get your vitamin Ds up. If you don't have enough calcium in your diet, you're not going to synthesize the vitamin D to actually have it mm. be beneficial. So, you know, it, potassium, it, yeah. vitamin C, yeah. you know, these things you get from fruits, the minerals and vitamins you get from fruits that you just can't yeah, it's, eat. It's, it's really hard. I mean, it's just, if you yeah. do, yeah, if you do some dairy, like maybe some keto people will do some dairy, but it, even it's, so, is it, it, does it get them out of ketosis? Because it's like the, the sugar that's in there. The, the, yeah, that's right. The I milk mean, sugar. But, but I mean, you have to do like no, uh, yeah. like 
I don't know, well, there's some cheese. I mean, there's bugger all that you can really, I mean, you're pretty limited at that point. Um, you know, most people do the keto diet, they eat lots of eggs, lots of nuts and seeds, which comes with other inherent issues. Um, lots of and avocado as well, lots yeah. of MCT oil. Kind and of. you, I know you love the old a study or two, but what do the studies say about how keto compares to other diets when it comes to weight loss? Well, is yeah, so yeah, no, so, so, yeah, absolutely. So when they've done um, a lot of controlled studies where they've had a group who've just done um, the ketogenic diet or ones that have done uh, high-carb diets, once your calories and total protein is equated, the rate of weight loss is identical in both the high-carb or the low-fat. Uh, sorry, the, the high-carb or the high-fat diets. Mm. So in terms of weight loss, you can get the same outcome having carbs but having carbs as well but when we actually go a bit further and we actually look at total body composition say, and, and training muscle. performance yes muscle so when you lift weights in the gym lifting weights is glycolytic in nature which means it uses carbohydrates for fuel if you want to grow muscle and put in the best training performances you can mm. it's really hard to do that when your main fuel source is depleted so when we actually again look further at the studies and kind of go okay uh when we're testing for body composition and strength performance, people on the higher carb diets are always going to do better mm. because they have the primary fuel source actually fueling their workouts. Mm. So, I mean, we've all tried to, maybe most people listening to this have probably tried to train fasted or, you know, train with not having much in it. I'm like, it sucks. Mm. And, and if you're actually, if your goal is to build muscle, then you need to be progressively overloading your weights. And we know like when you're adding more weight to the bar and trying to, push those reps as close to failure at failure as possible. Mm. I'm like all your ATP stores, right? Which is the, the first, you know, sort of one to three seconds of any kind of hard movement. They're going to get depleted. And then you moved in into that, that mm. sugar energy system or glucose energy system. And if there's none there, well, you think about it. Like there's no fuel source allowing you to get more and more reps. You, you're just going to shit the bed really, really quickly. Mm. The moment you add carbohydrates in, it's going to allow you to stimulate muscle growth because you're going to be creating more mechanical tension if you're taking heavier weights to failure. Plus, your recovery is going to be so much better as well because you're giving your body the fuel source it needs. You know, recovery, like I said before, recovery isn't free. Nothing's for free in this world, right? You need to be providing your body with the resources that it needs in order to create those adaptions and, and the recovery process so you can continue to make progress. So... You know, just from that alone, if your goal is actually body composition, you know, people talk about weight loss, but it's like they want to look better. They want to look more toned mm. and athletic and whatever. It's just like, well, that, that's muscle related. That's just not weight loss. Like weight loss is encompassing both muscle and fat. But what you want if you're going through a big weight loss journey is you want to be maintaining, at least maintaining your muscle, or preferably gaining muscle if you're a, you know, novice to intermediate liver, lifter. And you want to be knowing that the weight that's coming off you is purely body fat. Mm. And the only way you can do that is by improving progressive overload with your strength training performances. And if you're not feeling yourself <laughs> accordingly... It's so bloody hard. You, you, never, I don't, well, you I just don't, can't. I don't you, know how I used to do it. Get up fasted no. and then train and then eat fuck all carbs for the yeah. rest of the day. Yeah. There is no way I'd be able to lift what I can lift now. And you can just eat so much more food. Yeah. Too. Like I think it's so interesting like... Such it's a bit of a mindset shift I had to have when I met you and Emma. And instead of, you know, I was always trying to starve myself and get as small as possible. Whereas, mm. you know, when I started eating 
pro-metabolically strength training. It was about building this body. It was building more muscle. Yes. It was building my metabolic base, you know, yes. improving all of these health issues. Because once I started eating carbs and fruit and getting adequate protein and strength training, you know, all my issues disappeared and I could mm. eat more food and I was just fucking happier because I could eat carbs. Yeah. You know, food should be enjoyed. Yes. You know, you can be in good shape and have good health and eat delicious food every day. I mean, as you would know, I get up every morning and crap onto you about my breakfast and how much I – and I literally think about breakfast. Like I go to bed and think, I can't wait to get up in the morning and eat my – really just loving my breakfast right now. But it's so nice to be free yeah. from that food obsession yes. and enjoy – food and be able to go out and eat carbs oh the other thing i think too is a oh. lot of a lot of women say to me oh but my digestive issues have improved well obviously if you cut all the crap out of your diet plus get rid of all the fucking green vegetables and shit that you've been eating yeah. i think it just it removes that symptom it doesn't actually fix the issue yeah again if we if we go deeper on that removing an entire macronutrient group isn't the reason that's going to improve your digestive issues there, mm. there is something deeper underneath that and, and and look if you've got severe digestive issues certain carbohydrates are certainly yeah. going to play a part in potentially making that worse for sure but and you might have to remove some, some. to start with. But yeah, I think, yeah, you know, like yeah. we, we, a lot of women who come into our program, everything bloats them. But when they actually upregulate their metabolism, so yes. their body's actually making adequate stomach acid and digestive enzyme exactly. and, you know, peristalsis, like the movement of the intestines is actually fucking working so mm. that they're digesting their food, absorbing the nutrients and then doing a shit every single day. Mm. You know, it's actually fixing the system yes. rather than cutting everything out of their diet and just yeah. – that doesn't fix anything. No. I don't think. No, it doesn't. And, and, and But, I, you know, I think that like going down that road, like that's, that's hard to figure out on your own. It is. It's more difficult. Know, that's obviously yeah. what we specialise from a coaching perspective. Um, absolutely. But, you know, the, the, the reality is it's – as you mentioned, there might be a few foods that we need to take out – but the only way you're going to know which ones are what is if we test and measure accordingly. Mm. But the goal at the end of it, once you heal, you should be able to reintroduce all those foods back. Yeah, and to, and, to and a certain extent, you to, know, to like yeah. you're an interesting case. You know, you had pretty fucked digestion, you know, mm. for a while. And well, then I had, a, I had a parasite that probably yeah. knocked, knocked my I think, though, like you were pretty stressed in the gym and, yeah. you know. Yeah. Maybe not f functioning super super well, and yeah. and then I think, but remember, like you couldn't even eat burritos, and now yeah, you can have a burrito, and you yeah. don't look like you're bloody nine months pregnant. Yeah, you know, and then that's right, and then blocked up for five days afterwards. Jeez, I love a good burrito. Oh, so do I. So best. So do I. I love Mexican so yeah. much. Yeah. It's the greatest. I love Mexican. Yeah. Um, but it's just interesting now. But even even your tolerance levels, like you, yep. I can eat sourdough bread every day. Yes. But for you, you might have it one or two days and that's good for you. Yeah. So, you know, like you're just going to find, I think, certain tolerance levels for foods and what makes you feel optimal. Like if I eat a heap of bread, yep. I feel not great. Yeah. You know? and, and I think most people will, will find that to a degree. Like mm. everyone's, you know, with even – even with really good quality sourdough bread, that there's mm. still going to be a tolerance from most people, um, and and I think again that's that's part of the nutrition structure. You know, like we, we often sort of say to clients, I'm like, what works for me may not work for you. What mm. works for some doesn't work for others. To a point, right? Yeah. There's going to be some foods that over time you've tested it enough. You're like, yeah, when I just eat it a little bit too much of this, I get puffy eyes and I sneeze. Mm. I get these kind of weird histamine issues and I get a bit of a distended belly or whatever. And it's like, but the moment I stop it after a couple of days, it all just goes away. And, and understanding what that is for you as an individual is just so powerful because over time you realize that 
hey, I can eat all these delicious foods. I know if I have these occasionally, I'll be fine. If I eat it too much, then it's going to cause issues. And then I've got all this other shit food here Mm. that I just don't eat because it causes me issues. But when you understand what of those foods, and it's going to be a lot over time, especially as you improve your metabolism and, as you said, you're making more digestive enzymes to break down different foods and that's all going to come from an upregulated thyroid metabolism, then you're going to have this amazing collection of all these foods that you really enjoy that if you eat consistently you know they're going to be hitting all of those nutritional goals right mm. all the vitamins and minerals and th- that's how you get to a point where it's re- it's a really sus- sensible and sustainable approach you're eating food that you enjoy that's mm. really really healthy for you that knows it doesn't cause you any digestive issues doesn't cause any other stress on your body you're feeling your body accordingly if you're doing some strength training because you want to improve your body composition. Mm. And it should get to the point where it becomes fairly effortless and you get to the point where, like us, you kind of look at other people who do keto and you think they're just kind of weird. Because I'm like, why are you doing it? And they say a number of reasons. And I look at, and I, I, I mean that in tongue in cheek. I, don't, I certainly don't mean to judge it. Everyone's got to go through their own journey, absolutely. But I think... Look, I've been there. Yeah, no, no, yeah. 100%. And, 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 you know, like a, a lot of the people that will advertise keto and why it's benefit. And, and certainly in a lot of health, you know, like there's been some really good research done on Parkinson's and, and Alzheimer's for like keto. And, you know, jury's still out a little bit on it, but they've, they've had some sort of success with it. But I, I would question the mechanism. I won't get into that t- too much. But th- there are some arguments for that. But I'm like, at the end of the day, all you've got to ask yourself is, can I see myself doing this in six months' time? If you get this weird feeling in your stomach of like, oh, but I really like car and I really like this. And I'm like, just don't do it because the reality is you just is don't, you don't need to do it. You just Ladies, don't need to just do it. Trust me. Yeah. Like it will set you up to binge eat. Yeah. You will have disordered eating. Mm-hmm. You will sleep like shit. Yeah. You'll probably end up with shit cycles and you may not have it initially. No. But like, you know, Craig and I were talking about this today. You know, we attract, we have young women in our program. We attract a lot of women in their 40s and 50s because – you can do a lot of dumb shit to yourself in your 20s and get away with it. Yeah. You're way more robust, way more resilient, and then you hit your 30s and it starts, shit starts to go pear-shaped. You hit your 40s mm. and it's like, there's just no way, mm. you know. Yeah. Like you get you, perimenopausal symptoms, mm. um, you know, sleep issues, digestive issues. It's the years and years and years of just chipping away at your body, not eating enough calories, yeah. not eating enough nutrients, loads of stress, too much booze. You know, too many polyunsaturated yeah. fats and your body's just like, fuck you, mm. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just, yeah. And that's the, the sad part about aging is that the shit that we could get away with 20 years ago is not yeah. the same now. So. And one interesting, I did an interview with a client today. She's 54. She looks great. Like one mm. thing, common thing I see across women is like their skin, like their skin's glowing yes. again. They're just looking younger, yep. you know. Um, I guess it's a more youthful metabolism. Yeah. You know, they're, they're getting the nutrients out, getting adequate sleep, mm-hmm. they're eating enough protein, their body's functioning as it should. It's it's getting the energy and nutrients to function optimally. Optimally, yeah. Yeah, yeah you're not just surviving, you're actually yeah. thriving. Yeah, there And is I think a that's what our there. program is about and what yeah. we try and preach is is to help you thrive and help you get that body you want but be healthy. So it's I think once you get into your 40s, you're just like – just the thought of doing one of those diets. Like, I, I would never do it, obviously, again. But I think I remember thinking, oh, fuck, I just wanted to get skinny, but thinking, oh, fuck, I just can't do another diet, you know? Like, it's yeah. just too hardcore. But you don't have to. No. That's the thing. Mm. You can eat the carbs and eat the juice and have the maple syrup and all these delicious foods and be happy every single day. Mm. And be real strong. And get yeah. the body that you want. Mm. It just takes time. Mm. Just got to miss the time. Don't do dumb shit like keto. Trust yeah. us. Listen to this podcast. Yes. 
we're still doing this eight years later and we're still we still get as as worked up and excited talking about it as we did eight years ago don't you think because mm. it's life-changing yeah, it, is. it literally is life-changing yeah. you know yeah and, and i think anyone if they were to go down that path and actually like oh i was doing keto and these are the results i got and then you went through this and i'm like there's always going to be some compensation mechanism there because you're restricting certain nutrients and mm. obviously restricting your body's main fuel source i'm like yes you'll be able to get away with it for a while yeah and your body's very good at surviving like it is it's very yep. good years and years and years but yeah. then it, it trust me mm. It will turn yeah, to the shit, ladies, eventually. Yeah. Yep. And plus, it's just right. carbs are just enjoyable. Yeah. They're just so enjoyable. Yeah. Who wants to go through their whole life? Mm. What, what other carbs do you like? Well, I love ice cream. Mm-hmm. I love potatoes. I love sourdough. Mm-hmm. What do you love? I love my rice pudding. Oh, I do love yeah. rice pudding, actually. We've got this good rice pudding. It's called Ruby and Royce if you're in Australia. Yeah. Get it. It's the bomb. It has the best yeah. macros, if, too. If, you, if you're in the US, you can get yeah. one called, uh, it's by a brand called Cozy Shack. Ah. that you can get from Whole Foods. Kathleen gets on it. I love rice pudding. It is and delicious. Yeah. yeah. So I, uh, I cut up uh, strawberries into little bits and blueberries and I put it in with my rice pudding. You love and it, I just eat you? that. Oh, man. So good. It's so funny. Like, obviously, I'm dieting at the moment. And, he's, uh, getting, he's getting to do a little photo shoot little soon. Photo shoot. Get his little it's sexy budgie smugglers on and <laughs> <laughs> every every night he poses in front of the mirror in yeah. our room. You've got to practice that shit. Yeah. Um, but, I pay him out. But... but like what right now I'm just cra- like I'm not craving chocolate or any of that sort of stuff mm. like you know what most people know I'm just like all I'd like is an, an even bigger bowl <laughs> of my rice pudding with strawberries yeah. and whatever and then if I had a little bit more room I might add a bit of maple syrup or honey on that and I'm like oh that with my you know my beef mints and my eggs and stuff like that it's just and it's the same shit every day he loves, so he loves it. He loves it. So good. But I do love yeah. ice cream and I do love my coffee in the morning. And I made some with, salted with, caramel ice cream. Yes, it's yeah, the it was, bomb. It was amazing. Mm. Absolutely amazing. But mm. I love coffee with milk and oh, maple syrup in the too. morning. You know? Just love coffee, Just eh? Yeah. With sugar. Mm. It's the bomb. Mm. Just, mm. just the simple things every day. Yeah. And, you know, fish and potatoes at night. Yeah, I love air fried potato ma- chips. Marmalade on your fish. You love that, don't you? Well, I know that sounds a bit weird, but... Seriously, don't. Trust me, eating sugar and carbs just brings so much joy to your life. Yeah, it does. You'll be happier, healthier. Mm. You want to have more sex. Mm. It's just better all around. So Mm. anyway, that's why we hate keto and think that if you're a woman, you shouldn't do it. And you're a man. You You need not to do it. Yeah, you need. Exactly. There's just a better and more enjoyable way. So as usual, take a uh, screenshot of the podcast and share your biggest takeaways on Instagram stories and tag me at Kitty Bloomfield. It's actually pronounced... Bloomfield, it's spelled with one out. It's confusing. So it's K-I-T-T-Y-B-L-O-M-F-I-E-L-D. And then each month I pick someone and they get a tub of Saturay premium collagen valued at $79. And if you're new here, check out our seven-day challenge, eat more, train less, get results. And we're going to share with you everything. Well, not everything we know, but we're going to share with you all the foundational principles around You know, how to achieve better body composition, how to stop binge eating, how to just get results and feel awesome while eating real fucking food. So thanks again, everyone, for tuning in and we will be back again next week. Mm